Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the growing light of the moon. Mother Earth is opening up and showing us all of her beautiful signs of renewal. Change is in the air. What are you planting? Are you feeling edgy and impatient? If you're like me, you might be feeling a little bit of that impatience. I know I always want to just get to the end, but as I have learned, it is a journey. And I have found that if I approach change, new ideas, the energy of spring from a place of curiosity, it really does help me to stay grounded, calm, and able to build those steps one by one and able to put that energy out there a little bit each day. It helps to allow for all of the possibilities to come forward. It reminds me just to like watch all those little seeds as they start to open up. They open up little bits at a time and then all of the sudden that new flower is there. Such an amazement. Mother Earth can teach us so much if we just take the time to slow down, to observe, and to notice. Noticing your energy, knowing your truth and your voice, your spirit is so valuable as we move through this season. That's where the rites come in to help you move through all this stuff. Rites being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, stones, and crystals. These are ways to tend to the struggles of your life. They can help you every day and add amusement, joy, and inspiration to your path. The rites can free you from any unnecessary stress that is going on around you. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my energy focus for the week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me. As we move through these cosmic transitions, moving from one season to another, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps you to release the old patterns in all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, yes, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you are really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit programs can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy, ways to raise your vibration, and how to release the energy drains and the limited beliefs that hold you back. Spring is a great time to jumpstart your spiritual practice. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how these programs can help you. In today's episode, I thought I would lighten it up a bit. The past couple of episodes have been a little intense. So today I'm speaking to Marcella Benson about her new book, Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living. Food, another favorite topic of mine. Although I haven't always been able to admit how much I love food because I am an emotional eater and have struggled with food for most of my life until... 
I changed my diet and learned better ways of eating and better ways to process my energy. I can honestly say that now I have such a greater control over this. And this book that she's offering us, it is so beautiful. It is a work of art. So many recipes, all that fit into my way of eating, which is mostly vegan. She includes her poetry, her art, her amazing recipes, and how-tos so that you can get your kitchen up and running for greater health and greater consciousness. We talk about weight. It's not simple. Observing nature, sugars, soaking, sprouting, changing generational recipes, and creating a conscious lifestyle. Before we get started, let's take a moment to pause, to center, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close the eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way back down, deep into the earth. Inhaling, opening up. Exhaling, slowing down, sending the breath all the way back down. Inhaling, calling in your spirit. Feel that connection all the way through as you exhale all the way back down. Bring in the awareness right into the heart. Feel that connection with the greater spirit, source, creator, God, right into the very center of your heart. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Calling in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings calling in your own spirit guides. Feel that presence of energy coming in for you. Imagine yourself standing in the direction of the east, feeling the energy of the sun on your face, this new season of spring ahead of you, calling in the directions for guidance and protection to the east, the south, the west, and the north, above you, below you, right into the very center, setting an intention for you, seeing that intention coming in. Notice how you feel and allow those elevated emotions, the peace, the joy, the abundance, whatever it is for you, allow it to radiate out from your heart, sending it all around you, setting your energy, taking another deep inhale, and exhale, sending the breath all the way down, deep into the earth, grounding, bringing your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. So my guest today is Marcella Benson. Marcella has been trained for over 16 years by Gabriel Cousins at his School of Holistic Wellness in Arizona, where she graduated with a master's in vegan live food nutrition, specializing in diabetes and spiritual fasting. She had the honor to be mentored by the hand of a true master healer. She has seen hundreds of healings and spiritual transformations by his side and learned that health and peace are your birthrights. She is a coordinator and principal teacher of Tree of Life Miami in South America and the only graduate teacher and ordained priestess from the Azine Order of Light of the School of the Melchizedek in the region. She has taught conscious eating with Dr. Cousins all around the world, organizing week-long intensive in Argentina, Peru, Brazil, and Spain. She has supervised and corrected the translation of his best-selling books, Conscious Eating, Spiritual Nutrition, and There is a Cure for Diabetes, bringing his powerful teachings to the Spanish-speaking community. 
She holds a BA in Health Sciences and has completed a postgraduate training in the University of Integrated Science in California. She has studied superfood nutrition, Ayurvedic science, Chinese tonic herbalism, Amazonian herbalism, crystal and zero-point energy healing, healing with gems and stones, topical placements and application of quartz, and vegan and raw nutrition at some of the top institutes in the world. She is a certified quantum reflex analysis practitioner and completed a Heal the Healers Intensive with Premier Research Labs. She was personally mentored as therapist and qualified as a trainer and teacher of workshops in pain management, emotional release, and body pain realist to aspiring practitioners by Professor David Wagner, the creator and founder of the Taclon Technologies. All of these modalities and more are an part of her tools that she uses when teaching and as well as in her own daily practices. And now she's the author of Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living, which we will be talking about today. So let us welcome Marcella to the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you, dear. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And oh my gosh, what a beautiful book. Love, Peace, and Vegetables. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's more than a cookbook. (laughs) It's like a coffee table art book. It's got beautiful recipes, beautiful inspiration, beautiful, beautiful pictures. What a beautiful work of art. I can only imagine how much work it took to get it done. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, it's such a pleasure, you know, now that it's here, (laughs) the big, the big book. Uh, It is a big book for sure. Yeah. So I thought I would just kind of start with talking about your background and what led you to this kind of work and working with food and the beautiful book that you've created. What led you there? Well, um, I really I started about when I was about 15 years old, when I became a vegetarian. I had my best friends at that point were vegetarian. And uh, it all stemmed from a conversation that they looked at me when we were in, in, in Argentina growing up in Buenos Aires in one of, um, one of the restaurants. And um, I had ordered some pizza with some meat on top because that, you know, that, that was back in the day, 15, what people my age will order. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they looked at me and says, Marcela, you know, you are having a, a cadaver, carcasses. And I looked at them startled, like, what? Like, I never thought about it that way. Really never. But something clicked in me very, very deep with my soul that I understood every cell of my being understood at that moment that I didn't come to this world to do that, <laughs> to have my meal to be as such. So that's when I started. I became a vegetarian first. About 16 years old, I went to the mountains, um, you know, really to do what 16-year-olds do. I wanted to lose weight. <laughs> that's it. It, it was just as simple as that. But with that simplicity, also the purity of my soul shined and communicated to me every day as I went into this fast. I went into 21-day fast at 16 years old that it was only with water, spring water, and corn barb. Which oh, is my goodness. Corn, yes, corn barb. It is a medicine for the kidneys. Is those those filaments, those golden filaments that they say to connect you with the essence of the corn, Hmm. the sacred food of the corn. It's not the corn itself, but it's the golden filaments, which are the medicine for the strong life force in the kidney that drives a lot of your life. Hmm. Corn. Hmm. Yes. The sacred food, the barb, the, the barb. And by the second and third day that I was feeling fine, every day I started thinking, well, I learned how to meditate because I used to go to the temple in Argentina of uh, Sai Baba and I was a devotee of Sai Baba at 15 for a whole year and more. And the devotees there, they taught me how to meditate and transcendental meditation and the oneness. And for me, that was so special. 
coming from a background of, you know, that it was kind of, uh, we are different, we are Jews, uh, we've been persecuted and many generations living Israel, living Syria, living Spain, uh, Inquisition. And when I sat in the Vedic, I felt very much at home, more at home than I ever felt on anything else. And meditating there, I had what it's called, now I know, um, by the 15th day, more or less, I had a, a spiritual, a spontaneous spiritual awakening. And that's when poetry came to me, came to pass by. <laughs> it just came through me. And I thought, you know, at 16, to have something that enormous happening, that union, that something that you cannot explain with words because it's, you know, it's unique and it's personal. It's that relationship with the divine that you have personal if you can ever experience it. Um, I understood that I was here in this world to bring something. I didn't know what, but I was here to bring something and to do something. And uh, one of the things was poetry that I wrote for many years, just writing poetry. I could hear it and I knew it was not me. I knew that it was from, I, I, I had to do something with it. It was some kind of filter, but it was not an, from my head, from my brain, for, it was just something that it was in the air that I could hear. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And that, that's, that took me to here. Of course, I had many, many things happening through my life. My father uh, was sick from, for diabetes, type 2 diabetes, most of my, my life and his life. Uh, he also was given the wrong medication when he was about 12 years old and he had heart problems mm. and all kinds of problems from there on and um, believe me uh, I always say that the universe has a way of showing you or kicking you I was kicked into here <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you <laughs> kicked I hear you on that you talk about a lot of things and and you know part of what you said like you know the simple thing of losing weight to me losing weight is not simple I struggled with weight issues my entire life and it really wasn't until I went off to college that I started even learning but it really wasn't even until after that that I totally changed my diet really it really wasn't it really wasn't until like my 40s that I actually started switching out. And I guess to age has a lot to do with it too. We can't eat the same as we can when we're 16. But I do believe somewhere in the book too, you do talk about, you know, having an overweight problem and having that part of your own family dynamics. How much of that led to this as well? Well, um, a lot, a lot, but not really because for me, um, because I saw it so much in my home with my father. My father and his brothers were all obese and um, they all suffer from all kinds of sicknesses. And for me, um, yes, I was tormented by it and still am sometimes. Why <laughs> 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 lie, you know? I say right. you, teach, you teach what you need to learn most. Definitely. No, I'm an emotional eater. So I totally understand that. But I will say when I changed my diet last year, because I'm constantly trying to improve my health. And I did change my diet last year through one of my great friends who has a great program on how to actually become vegan. Right. And it did make a big difference. So I'm actually always working with that, but I am an emotional eater and weight has always been an issue in my life. And I feel like through changing it to, and we'll speak about this, I think to the vegan lifestyle, that it has really made a difference. I can tell when I'm full. I can tell when I feel well. I can eat things that I really love, nuts. Like, oh my gosh, right? And when I go off of that and eat some of the carbs and the heavier stuff, I definitely feel a difference. And right now I've been, you know, kind of healing my way back from COVID, some of the long haul effects, especially breathing and sinuses. What a difference that makes too. So really, again, like now here to spring and it's like, okay, time to even clean up my diet even more. I do eat a little fish and I do eat a few eggs, you know, here and there. But for the most part, I, I do follow that kind of lifestyle plan. So I totally understand that, how it can help. Yeah. It's, it's a huge upgrade. I mean, uh, I come from a background of morbid obesity mm. and um, I've been able to be somehow stable with the patterns 
for many, many, many years. You know, I'm not thin, I'm not skinny, and I might never be that, but I'm very healthy. I am, uh, I have a lot of strength, <laughs> a lot. You know, I wake up, I'm awake in the morning, and I am awake until the last minute I'm ready to go to sleep. I don't have drivesiness through the day. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say my age, but I have a married son. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I say my age all the time. I'm in my 60s. I admit it because I am. I'm in my 60s. I'm working towards that next phase of my life. So I don't know. I don't mind saying my age, but yes, yeah, well, I think. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, my daughter is going to UCLA, no, to San Diego University, you know, and um, really, what can I say? It's definitely an upgrade. I've taught this for over 20 years, all over South America, uh, all over and also in Europe. And um, the difference is incredible, not only on the way you feel, but also in the way you start interacting with the whole world. Because I do believe that the life force and the photonic energy of, you know, we are electromagnetic beings, okay? We are electricity and we have magnetism. And when you eat in this way to support the energy behind your matter, everything changes. And yeah. if you learn how to observe, then you understand how nature, it's educating you through what you're doing, how you're living. Yeah. And I think too, like when you actually do take the time for yourself, and prepare your meals, do the prep work for your week. It really does make a difference. I think you can appreciate where things come from, how they feel, how they taste, how they smell. I think all that's really important. And I think the way that you even describe a lot of the way that you fit the recipes in and create those plans, it's like, it's very helpful. You know, I get lost in what am I going to eat? So then I eat the same thing every day, right? You know, that doesn't do us any good either. We need that variety for sure. Now, you do mention one of your teachers, and we have had him on the show, Gabriel Cousins. So tell us a little bit about that influence in studying with him. He was on the show last, I think it was last fall. Yeah, talking about his work in one of the books he just came out with. Ah, his autobiography. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, all his books are really... Fantastic. Um, well, I started, you know, back in the days when my son was about six years old, uh, they told me, Marcela, you have to medicate my son. And I was like, no, that's not possible. He's perfect. I see him play. There is nothing wrong with this boy. And that took me into a journey of finding every book in the market of why until I find Dr. Cousins' books. One of my massage therapists back in the day said, Marce, you, you're a vegan, you gotta read these books. And those were uh, Dr. Cousins and David, David Wolf were my first two books, my introduction to live food. I completely fell in love because I realized right then and there when I read Gabriel's book, I said, wow, I'm not alone in the world. I thought that I was the only one in the world that was vegan or wanted to have a different the organic and um, none of my surroundings had a trace of that. And, um, and so I called my sister and I said, look, Veronica, I need to talk to you. Um, let's go to Arizona and let's meet Dr. Cousins. He seems to be amazing. I think we're gonna learn a lot. So I took my daughter, I took my son, my sister, my niece, my husband, you know, my brother-in-law, everybody, we all met in Arizona. And that's how my journey started with Dr. Cousins. My mm. sister left because she was like, there is nothing to eat here for the kids. There is only carrots. And I was like, what? There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do a lot of prep work and I do a lot of carrots, but I, I love that I can open my refrigerator and get them. So now we did talk about on the show with him and his program that he has for diabetes and how much he's helped with Native Americans help to cure that. So I imagine that was also very important for you and just given your background. Well, it was huge from seeing my father having wounds, open wounds on his legs and suffering and seeing him lost his sight 
completely 100% one eye. And then of course uh, he was in dialysis the last part of his life. And knowing that this can be 100% curable, that that's, it's, it's not a sentence to death of diabetes. And it's, it just isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think I've worked with a lot of people on this because I do a lot of tapping and looking at what is emotional eating and what is going on. And what I do find is people don't take the time to be in the kitchen. They don't take the time to prepare their meals. They don't take the time for themselves. But it's so important. It's so important to nourish ourselves in these kind of ways. And I guess society is partly to blame because of all the fast foods, drop off here, get it there, but not doing us any good for sure. No, there isn't. And this is part of the, the walk towards this connection. And now um, I always say that consciousness is not for the faint of heart. Consciousness is for the person who wants to polish every which way as long as they're here in this world, in this body, interacting, um, you know, there is many aspects. There is really, really, it's a, it's a huge prism of knowledge that we're here to do that. We're here to do that, to, to, to do the light on that. And it's also how you're going to talk to yourself. Are you going to talk to yourself? And also sometimes happens that many uh, people have grown in households where they were the TV meal or where the meal was not a pleasant part of their lives where their mothers or fathers were screaming in the kitchen or in the living room or in the dining room where the family was so also it created another trauma but once you start to realize that you can uncreate that and you can create a beautiful life for you and you can create a beautiful meal and believe me it is not difficult it is difficult to change that's the difficulty but then when you change and you do the, the mind does that click, you realize that, wow, what have I been missing? You know, it, there is so much food, so delicious. And I always say, you know, you, you work hard and then you go, I mean, I have nothing against restaurants, but I do have, um, I always say you go and go spend money for them to give you canola oil, to give you trans fats, to give you MSG in your food. And you sit and you say, mm, this is so delicious. What is delicious about getting sick with the hard money you earn to go to restaurants? No, I agree. And if we have the talk of we want to change the world and we deserve a better world, it has to start with you. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then I go out to eat and I overeat just because it's all there. It's like you're paying, you eat everything. So I, I am not a big one on going out to eat. I, I do occasionally. But I'm really not unless it's, you know, stuff I don't cook or something, but I really always cook. And I did that with my children and I made their lunches at school. And now my children really appreciate good food. I think their diets will change as they get a little older. My son cooks a lot. My daughter kind of is what was in the hospitality industry. So she had a lot of, you know, food at hotels and stuff like that. But she also loves good food and her partner and her cook a lot. And I think that, you know, that is important that we set that up in the home. I was I was a single mom. So dinner time was really important. We didn't miss dinner time. We really didn't. We had it together. Sometimes I'd go off to yoga classes so I would sit with them. And then, you know, eat later, but I still always was there and they were present for that meal, which is part of the fi family dynamics. But I do understand when you say that maybe it was a hard place in your home. Maybe, maybe the dinner table wasn't a good place for you. So I totally can understand that. One of the things I learned last year, it was last year that I changed my diet was it is step by step. It really is. It start with one little thing. And I think it took me, I think it took me almost six weeks before I really started noticing the difference, started noticing the weight coming off, started noticing the energy. And for me, it was the asthma releasing, the sinuses releasing. So it, it, it seemed like it was a little frustrating at first, yet I was enjoying all the flavors. <laughs> like it was so delicious, all these different things that you could prepare. But I think what you said too, it's like step, it, it changes hard, but doing it one step at a time. And the thing I love so much about your book is that it really breaks it down. It really goes in and you do start off talking about self-care and self-love and for yourself and for the world. So I love that. But you really break it down. You talk about water, you talk about salt, you talk about Mother Earth, and then you start talking about how to prepare. And I think that's really important 
for people that don't know. Now, I'm fortunate to say that most of the ingredients, because we did make some of the meals this weekend, most of the ingredients I did have in my cabinet. And I think that's something that people have to recognize too, right? It's like we have to reorganize our cabinets and reorganize our kitchen. Yeah. And I talk about that because um, most of the time we eat what we eat because we haven't taken the time to learn some new ingredients that we need to have. Because if you have the ingredients, you will eat it, eat it, you know, and that's important. You know, that's what I go with my students over and over and over, have the ingredients, make sure you have them in the house, make sure it's part of your, you know, your always ingredients. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I believe you give shopping list in there too. One of the things I actually looked up, which was a new ingredient for me was the xylitol. I don't really use it. I've never used it before. Talk a little bit about that. It's a sugar. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. Well, I, I speak about four different sweets. Okay. Okay. The book, which is xylitol, erythritol, monk fruit, and stevia. Okay. okay. My book is mostly done with the measurements for xylitol, but right now I'm not using xylitol anymore. I'm using erythritol a little bit, stevia and monk fruit most of the time. Mm. Okay. Okay. Xylitol, for some people like me or some people, for me, was good. Like it's good to do uh, specifically for mouthwash or put it in your toothpaste. It's proven to help you remineralize and and not have cavities. So there is many good things about it. The um, The only thing that I didn't like is that I started seeing some complaints of some people having the runs. Mm after eating xylitol. So that concerned me a little bit and I I didn't like that part, but I've already, the formulas were already done. And once the formulas are done, it's really near and everything was printed. Everything was, you know, it was kind of recent. It was impossible to change, but what I was able to do is able to give you other options like erythritol, monk fruit and stevia for you to try because it is very important to see what works for you. You know, some people, like you say, I learned step-by-step. Some people, I had people that from one day to the other, they were able to pick up everything without writing notes. And I was blown away through teaching for so many years. I see the difference from people to, some people can learn it really fast. Some other ones they need step-by-step and some other ones are medium speed. It's, it's, it's Human beings are quite remarkable and there is a flavor for everything. Yeah. So that's how I try to teach. Let's, let's find your flavor. Yeah. Let's find what rocks your body, what's best for you. And some people will do real well with xylitol. Some other people won't. Yeah. I was actually thinking of looking it up because, you know, my age, my teeth I've been concerned about. I thought, huh, that might be an interesting way to help that as well. So I thought that was interesting. I, I'm familiar with monk fruit. I've done a little bit of that. Sahara Rose, are you familiar with Sahara Rose? She has an Ayurvedic cookbook and she talks a little bit about the monk fruit, the monk fruit in there. Yes. Yeah. And the stevia I'm familiar with as well. Stevia, the only thing I have to say about that is less is better than more. It is a natural yes. plant. So I think that's a really great thing. And you know what? Back in my teens and when I left home, I was addicted to sweet and low. Those pink packs of sweet oh, and yes. low. Guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> All the way through it. I remember one time when I was pregnant, someone said to me, why are you drinking that while you're pregnant? And I went and asked my doctor. He's like, yeah, it's no big deal. And actually had a few mishaps, but I totally got that out of my diet. Diet drinks, grew up with diet drinks, you know, all of that. I do use a lot of um, maple syrup and I also use honey. So now honey is not necessarily a vegan. So that's kind of where it kind of strikes me, but I like it for the allergies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, Try, see how you do with xylitol or with erythritol. Right now, there is usually xylitol, the one that I buy is made from birch freeze and it's a type of fermentation. And it is a process, but the body does not read it as sugar. But through working and seeing a lot of changes, and it all depends where your health is. And if you say, listen, I I have a serious health issue, then I would say do not use any sweeteners, you know, and then go back to Dr. Cousins' diet, which is the phase one diet, which is 
no fruits mm. at all. You get healed. And then you can go to 1.5 diet. And this book is mostly 1.5 and 2.0. Okay. Nutrition. Yeah. And, um, and yes, you can modify a lot of the sweets and the foods are all, you know, all specific for gluten-free and for uh, the healing of diabetes also. So most of the recipes are healing recipes. Yeah. I, I, I like to really just do healing recipes. I love that. And I love that now in today's society, we can find everything that we need and we can find substitutes. And, you know, there really is no need to have all those bad chemicals in our food. There really isn't. We can find substitutes for everything. Yeah. Now you also talk a little bit about sprouting seeds. Yeah. I, I don't really get into that habit. I remember I used to be like, okay, let me sprout almonds or soak almonds, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that and how that helps. Yes. Well, I, I, I show a whole part in the book about um, sprouting and why to sprout. And if, you know, some people have very compromised digestive system, yeah? And they cannot take um, the enzymes and inhibitors of the seeds, the, the nuts and the seeds in general. So nuts and seeds, all of them have enzyme inhibitors that uh, are to protect them from predators, mm. yeah? So when the rain comes, it washes away the enzymes and inhibitors, and all of a sudden, pop, the seed sprouts. And uh, these enzymes and inhibitors are no longer there, and they're much easily digested. Yeah. See, so it, it starts changing. The chemical composition of that seed starts changing, and it's much more digestible. So that's why um, you want to activate it, you know, wash it first, uh, activate it, and sprout it. Yeah. That's really good to know. Yeah. And I will say for the nuts, especially because we use some of the recipes that you called for soaking, it doesn't make them mushy. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is going to make them soggy, but it did not. It did not make them at all. So that was a good thing to know. Yeah. So as we move into the spring season, actually, as this podcast airs, we'll, we'll be in the spring season. And so I imagine that that would be a really good time to really start to look at the diet, clean it up. I know in Ayurvedic teachings, like it's, it is the biggest time of the year to cleanse. How, how do you feel about that? Uh, definitely. I think, I think every day is an opportunity to cleanse and to change. And, um, but uh, if we want to put the force of the equinox to it, why not? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's the stronger intentions with the different cosmic rays that are happening can help you, you know, go further into a deeper intention and a deeper change and a deeper move. Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. So we did make three recipes. We were talking about it before we started the podcast. So I'll just share. We made the uh, mushroom and sun-dried tomato salad. Delicious. We made the vegan no, we made the Asian noodle recipe with zucchini. That was so delicious. Oh, my God. And it was so easy. And we had leftovers. So it was like, that was great. And then we made, very interesting, a horseradish and sunflower spread. Delicious. Really delicious. All of those were. Do you have a favorite recipe? Um, That's a hard question, I can imagine. It's a hard question. But yes, I do. I you know, I do, I have a few of them which are dear to my heart because, um, because there are family recipes that I had to translate into health, you know? And one of them was, uh, which is, you know, I have a, most of them are very easy to make. And then I have a few master recipes for those people who want to understand the next level of understanding with food. And that happens when you start making these things and they might be a little bit tricky to understand. And one of them is called Laham Bashin, Lach Machine. Yeah, that is, this means the meat of a lamb. But of course, there is no lamb here and there is no meat of a lamb. And, and I was in the kitchen praying and saying, okay, grandmother, I want to know because my grandmother from my father's side, she was the, the great cook and the great hostess for the whole family. She had seven children, one woman, seven boys, 
and then all of the cousins and the marriage and we all used to get together all the holidays and she used to make amazing food also my my aunt and um so and i said okay if i had to transform something into hell from all of your recipes what it would be yeah because everything was made with oil and with meat and you know it was very very dense for the heart and for the arteries and for the body so I made this recipe, which is called Lac Machine, which is this little um, raw tarts with nut meat and all of these Middle Eastern spices. Mm. And it's absolutely a masterful recipe. And uh, it's one of my favorites. And my everyday favorite is the live hummus. You have to try that. Mm, I love hummus. Yeah, I, yeah I, I eat a lot of hummus. Yeah, I did notice that. And I was comparing recipes, very similar. So that was really great. Yeah, I'm going to look for that other recipe. Never a lamb eater, but I do like the spices. And I love that you mentioned that because, you know, I do a lot of work with, you know, ancestral energy and the Akashic records and past lives. And it's like we, we talk to our ancestors. They give us messages, but we also honor them. And then we make the changes for where we are right now in humanity. And I love that. What a perfect example. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yes, because you see, sometimes, you know, what you're passing through is the love and the intention through the food. Because if you have a lot of love and you're organizing the whole family with love to get them together because you just love them, but maybe you don't have the wisdom or the, the, the information to do a healthy dish, but you do have the love. That love passes through the food because it came to me. Yeah, I agree. For my own healing. And it transformed into yeah. healing in my life. Yeah, I need to do that with my uh, grandmother's uh, dressing that we use on Thanksgiving. This year, it was a little bit harder for me because I have been eating so differently. And so all the ingredients, except for the celery, <laughs> was really not included. So I think I'm going to think about that for next year, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me know if you need help. I know how to translate most of recipes, if not all of them. Oh, into okay. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, All I'll right. help you with that. That's I'll so be much happy fun. to help you so you can yeah. have that. Yes, it's so, it's so important to have some of your family meals translated into health and say, you know what? I received the love and I'm upgrading here the knowledge. No, and I agree. I think that's the way to do it. And yeah, I will say, you know, I was raised in the South on Southern Jewish cooking. <laughs> that's so, a <laughs> Yeah, very heavy did not digest well. The thought of Passover coming already makes my stomach hurt. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I will say, regardless of that, you know, I, I do honor my mother. She was always trying to please everybody. I had a vegetarian sister. I had this one, didn't eat this. You know, and she was always trying to do that and always trying to pull our meals together. So I do honor that. But I will say I have come a long way <laughs> from some of the recipes I grew up with, for sure. And for my health really for my health and well-being. And I do like to eat. I admit I do like to eat. So eating healthy has really helped me to really know like, okay, I'm full now. I used to have like an endless, just eat and eat because I wasn't doing the right things. Yeah. I wasn't balancing and I was always hungry. I remember my grandfather saying, you're the hungriest person I've ever seen. You know, I'd be back and forth to the refrigerator, but what a difference now, what a difference I can see. It's really huge. It's really huge. I, I, I remember calling my mom after I had my son. Uh, I ended up weighing 258 mm. pounds. And I said, Ma, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm never, like I'm this, this, this empty container. And the more food you throw, the more I want. The more food you throw. And yes, it is exactly... Like you say, you know what? I'd love to give you one challenge of making something okay. I love. Okay, this is the ricotta, the ricotta um, saffron torta is called. This is a, an amazing fermented um, almond cheese ricotta cake with saffron on top. And the nice thing about this, although it's gonna take you a few days, Okay, because you have to make the cheese fermented and you have to use some probiotics. Then after that is very, very, very easy. Okay, and then it's just mixing the saffron uh, for, for the coating on top, the saffron uh, with the coconut butter and it makes this beautiful orange golden uh, topping. And um, 
It's so wonderful. This is one of my favorite cakes. Why? One is because once you make it, it doesn't grow mold ever and it gets mm. better and better and better as the days go by. Yeah, I think we saw that recipe and I think I said, okay, there's a process to this. But I remember saying, we have saffron. <laughs> we need to make this. I remember saying yes. that. So I definitely, I wrote it down. I'll definitely take the challenge for sure. And again, I think it's, you know, part of it is just like saying, okay, you know what? Sunday afternoons, I'm going to prepare my food for the week. Or maybe it takes a little bit on Sunday and Monday, right? That kind of thing. But boy, am I happy when I open the refrigerator door and I have stuff already made and prepared. And yeah, it's like, it makes such a difference. And then I enjoy my food instead of thinking, oh gosh, what did I eat wrong? You know, that kind of thing. I, I want to appreciate what I have. And I think it helps us to appreciate mother earth too. You know, I'm big on talking about eating in season, you know, what comes around, what we have, what's in season. And I think that when we, when we do take the time to cook and prepare, I think we can appreciate what she gives us. I really do. I think it's part of it. Yeah. Or you do the less time it takes because then it's all a matter of organizing yourself, you know, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, take a day off, make enough for, for two, three days and to have enough for breakfast, you know, for example, chia, okay, chia, it's very, very easy to make. And once you make chia, actually, you can make if you're just one person, you can make five chia puddings with five different toppings, if you want, or just one topping all the berries. And basically, you leave it in the refrigerator, and you have breakfast for five days, you don't need to make anymore, you just leave it in a little jar, you close it, open up, you have breakfast for the morning. I mean, and it's so fast to make. Chia, it's less than 15 minutes, okay? Mm. With some kind of nut milk or with water. And really, believe me, it sounds difficult, but it's not. Remember, I always say, if anybody tells you that this is difficult, it's because they haven't mastered it themselves. Once you master yeah. it, and it could be three months of a learning curve, okay? then you'll never go back to eating anything else because nothing else will do. Yeah, no, I agree. And I can see, you know, sometimes around the holidays because you're with family. And so, you know, when I don't want to be rude. And so sometimes I do eat more than I would or I eat things I wouldn't. So this like, OK, I got to get back to clean up my diet. Right. And it is easy to jump back in. And I think that's the important part. Right. And I will say it has helped me to, you know, watch what I eat during those kind of times because I know what it does to my body now. And I think that's important too, when we actually can feel the way food interacts with us. And lots of times, and this is kind of my own upbringing, the processed foods, I couldn't tell. I just knew I was still hungry and I didn't feel good, right? Like, oh, I was very moody, you know? So now I can definitely tell a difference for sure eating this way. Yeah. Well, Arcella, what a great conversation. I could go on and on and on, but tell us where can we find the book? It's out now. It's published. Yes. Yes. Well, you can find it in all major and small bookstores. Just ask Love, Peace and Vegetables by Marcella Benson. If they don't have it, they can order it from all the distributions the bookstores know how to. You can also buy it online. Uh, you can buy it on infinitelightpublishing.com or you can buy it on my website also and support the artist marcela m-a-r-c-e-l-a uh, dot love l-o-b-e oh great okay we'll definitely put the links in there definitely highly recommend it you will definitely use it for a long time and you'll be inspired i mean we sat down my partner and we sat down and just started looking through it and looking and reading and taking a moment it was like oh my god look at this oh my gosh look at this oh my gosh we want to make this oh my gosh some of the ice creams like i have popsicle molds some of the popsicles some of the cacao recipes we're big on cacao so there is so much in the book and again like we were looking at like oh look at the clean Look at the soaking, look at the sprouting guide. So it is also to a lot of how to, I, I really recommend it so much and what a great gift to give somebody or what a great treasure to have in your own home for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Marcella, as we got to close, I like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel that this work that you're doing through your book, love, peace and vegetables and talking about that, how do you feel this can help to empower the spirit? My book and all the work that I do is specifically to bring and empower your spirit to land even harder into your matter. Yeah, to not just be a body, 
but to be completely embodied by your spirit. Yeah, and this book is that type of transmission, you know, uh, to bring you into remember, look, beauty, inspiration, uh, knowledge, wisdom, poetry, inspiration, inspiration. You can do this, you know, and this is that that was the uh, the consciousness and the intention of this uh, specific magnus opus for you to have it in your house and become that source of inspiration. Just as when you're going to light an incense, you know you're going to maybe go into meditation or you're just creating your sacred space at home. I wanted to create this book as a sacred tool for inspiration, not only knowledge, uh, but also, um, and not only of recipes, but a lifestyle. You know, when you're cooking, you're not just cooking. Yeah, I agree. And creating that sacred space in your kitchen. I think that's so important. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really just, I love this book and, and just kind of stand behind exactly what you're saying too. It can help to empower us and feel more wholeness, more consciousness, more spirit being in this human form for sure. Absolutely. And if you want to go there, I always say, if you want to improve yourself, you should surround yourself with people and with things that reminds you of who you are, how you want, how you want to become in this world, how you want to live. And it's very important. When I started, um, that's what I did. And what did I keep doing to improve myself? Always bringing things into my field and into my home that inspire me to be better. Well, thank you for being an inspiration for all of us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. Good luck with your book to your spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, your health and wellness is your birthright. I so agree. It is through conscious choices in living and eating that will help to empower your spirit to live healthier and happier. Allow the arts, the poetry, the blessings, the rituals, the good taste of foods, the vibration, the color, Mother Earth's bounties to refresh you this spring and every other season. Definitely get her book and start cooking today. You are worth it. Create that sacred space in your kitchen for your home. And as Marcella says, you can heal your mind, body, and spirit with spiritual nutrition. Reach out to Marcella if you have any questions and reach out to me to schedule your spiritual upgrade breakthrough call. Now is the time to make the changes you seek. Spring is full of infinite possibilities. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with someone else who could use some encouragement and perhaps a change in their diet. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Tarianne Hyman, to your spirit. Namaste. Are you local to the area of Birmingham? Come join us in our first local MAD event. We are looking for locals making a difference. If you're a Birmingham business entrepreneur looking for other entrepreneurs and interested in removing the limited beliefs that keep you playing small, come join us every second Monday of the month for a happy hour, a little energy work, and networking. Let's boost creativity. Time to raise the ceiling. The link will be in the show notes.